to Arizona State. Right. I'm a sun devil, man. State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bereldis, an Arizona sports podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Mitch Bereldis. I'm Jeremy Schnell. I don't even know where to start after that game, guys. I am very frustrated. I don't know if you can tell. I came in very frustrated this morning. Um, It's just this season had been going so well. Kind of. Uh, for ASU men's basketball, I am talking about. If you're just joining us, ASU men's basketball lost 68-66 to to a very bad UCLA team. Let's just call it what it is. It's, it, it's a, a very w- bad UCLA basketball team that is young. A worse you. than we're used to when it comes to UCLA in the past. Let's even shrink it. Let's call it last decade or so that we're used to. Tommy Hawkes ain't walking through that door. Jesse... What was ASU's largest? Tiger Campbell ain't walking through that door. Okay. What was ASU's largest lead yesterday? Fifteen or thirteen, something along those lines, I think it was right? Fifteen, right? And they blew it, and they lost by two. Yeah, and they, and we know why they blew it, and it was it was completely controllable, completely controllable. The technical fouls down the stretch of that game by Arizona State. I know you can. Get mad at the refs for calling them, but they they were avoidable, in my opinion. There's two sides to it, from my viewing experience at least. I thought there were several instances where the officiating, especially during the review por- process, took way longer than necessary in certain instances. And then to Jesse's point about what was completely controllable, and even Frankie brought it up in the post game. They have to be more composed in a game like this, in a game in the direction that it was heading, which was very chippy, and you could tell that ASU was really struggling offensively in the second half. UCLA got a massive, what was it, nine, eight-point swing just from the flagrant double-tech ejection three-pointer like, you have to be better composed than that, to Jesse's point. ASU went from up six to down one in less than a minute of play because of technical free throws and a three-pointer. If they had not, if they had just gotten three-pointer, they still would have been up three. And then, like, they could have survived that one stretch, though, still. But then they added in more technical fouls down the stretch like the Bryant Celebonge one, I just just what what are you doing there? I just don't understand. Just chill, <laughs> I guess is what I would say, and focus on the game. Focus on what you can control. Focus on the fact that you need this game because again, in non-conference play, they weren't a great basketball team this year. They need to rattle off wins in the Pac-12, especially against bad Pac-12 teams. And the past two games, we haven't even gotten to the Washington game yet. That was not a good Washington team. They went on the road, and they got stomped. And then they come back here, and this happens when they should have won. I said at halftime on our account, I was running our account last night, that this should be a game that ASU wins at halftime. Wait, you run our account? We all do, but <laughs> you interjected it for that. Come on, yeah, we all do, but yeah, I said that this should be a game against a UCLA team that's not that good 
that ASU should win at halftime, and they didn't the, down the stretch. And it, it's it sucks because they were playing as bas- as Bobby Hurley said yesterday after the game. They played winning basketball last night. Hundred like, percent. Like they turned the ball over six times in the entire game, and their three point shooting was incredible. Yes, incredible. It was literally just the technical fouls in the second half. Only reason they lost. That's my opinion. Only reason they lost. I thought that the TCU game would be a game that was kind of a wake-up call for this team. They lost that game 79-59, to 59, but they were they were up 30-28 to 28 coming, out of, coming out of half. 30-26 to 26 coming out of half in the TCU game. And then it got away from them because they got a technical foul. And you would think at that point in the season, everybody would have been like, we can't let games like this get away from us due to things that are in our control. We need to let our play on the court do the talking. And this game was even worse than that. This game, they were up by double digits. Yeah. It started to get away from them a little bit before that, right? The UCLA was on a run a little bit. Yeah. But... Absolutely. This, this, I'm unfortunately, this is on coaching, right? Like, cause I, I, I don't, I don't want to say that Bobby Hurley let his team do this, but you have to say, I am the one that can talk to the referees. That is me. That is my job. If he's going to be the one that has a rapport with the referees and they let him have a longer leash than some coaches, cause you see it, Bobby Hurley has a longer leash than some coaches. In the Pac-12, because he has the reputation of, you know, voicing his mind. Mm-hmm. And and the refs seem to give him that. Bobby needs to say, I will do the one that ta- I will be the one that talks to the refs. You guys do not say anything. Do not give get involved in pushing and shoving. Walk away. I agree. I agree. But I also kind of wish that Bobby wouldn't get so animated into the refs because I think it feeds into the rest of the team's mindset. And I also think that if, you know, instead of going at the refs, he was going and talking to his team about, hey, we can't let that happen. And I just don't see that. I see it's just so much. There's so much chaos as this uh, somebody on Twitter pointed out. There's just chaos ball all the time. And I I thought not all the time at the beginning of the game. It wasn't. It was great. It was crisp it was clean basketball it was awesome to watch 11 three-pointers yeah 11 three-pointers it was awesome to watch and then it just devolved into just this whatever that was in the second half it devolved into what it always devolves into when it comes to the bobby hurley offense that we've talked about for weeks and weeks on end when they start to get in a situation where they are pressured let's call it not defensively pressured but pressured in terms of where the game state is they kind of just do their little three-man weave at the top of the key, yep. and then they figure out, all right, well, what are we going to do from here? There was one possession last night. Every member of ASU's offense was standing around the three-point line. They were up by one. Like, what are you doing? Go have somebody set a screen and then roll down low. I saw a pick and roll in the first half. <sighs> That's all they run. 
The, 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 the only play they run is pick and roll. It gets to a point in the offense where it's either isolation ball or there's nine seconds on the shot clock, and they're like, okay, I guess we'll run a pick, pick and roll now. And I'll be honest, <laughs> I, he Fr- Frankie was great last night, but if some of those threes that he hit in the big moments in the game didn't go in, we're talking about a different Frankie Collins performance. We're talking about a different offensive performance that really let down in the second half. Frankie Collins, I just want to shout him out real quick. What a guy. Yeah. Number one, he is a dog on the court. A great player. He knocks down big shots when they need him to. Uh, he needs to get better at free throws. I think he would be the first person to tell you that. They all do. They all do. Yep. Um, but his defensive ability, the amount of steals he gets, um, again, just keeping them in the game. And then his maturity is fantastic. Like, he was talking to Bryant Salabonge immediately after uh, the technical foul. He was kind of holding Bobby Hurley back from maybe getting a technical foul himself after the game. He took so much accountability uh, you know, for the mistakes that they made. Um, just couldn't have a better floor general, better leader on your team than Frankie Collins. And I hope, I hope that he can kind of be the guy that's like, hey, guys, we need to make sure that we focus on what we can control and not on what the officials are doing or what the other team is doing to provoke us or whatever. Like, I think that, you know, he's just a, a special addition to Arizona State. And I, I think it's it's huge for them that he has stayed around. Um, and I hope that I hope that he can help lead this team out of this little mini slump here because they have to win games like the, right now this team is not even close to a tournament team they have to win on saturday this is a must win game this is a depleted usc team who continues to get injured boogie ellis probably not going to play isaiah collier's out so there <clears throat> excuse me there is talk fine that, sorry <laughs> there are talks that boogie ellis might play so we, we will see but if he's out Bronny james is running the offense and he, he hasn't looked that great. He at hasn't all. looked great. He was fine yesterday against uh, uh, against Arizona, six in, uh, six assists, five rebounds. He was running the offense well. He's a solid college basketball player. Correct. Probably going to get drafted into the NBA. Probably. But he is young. He is still recovering from his heart attack that he had earlier this season before the season started, and. I, like he's straight out of he's straight out of high school, right? Like he's he's going to be running an offense as an 18, 19 year old kid. ASU needs to capitalize on that, and if they can, and I hope they will, it can help them get out of this mini slump, like you were saying, Jesse, Mitch. Just to your point, this can't be like this can't be the breakout game for SC. This can't be the breakout game for Bronny James. This can't be the game where USC is like, oh, I think we figured it out because we got an ASU team that's limping after their first loss last week against Washington and then a blown, let's call it what it is, a blown loss to UCLA last Wednesday night. And you don't want to be the team that gets pounced on by the opponent that's just looking for a reason to get everything going yes let asu be that team this game can't spiral or, or this team can't spiral 
They've got to win this game. I hate saying this at this time of year, but it is a must-win game for Arizona State. I agree. If they win this game, they're five and two in the conference versus four and three. That just sounds a lot better to me. Than, um, and yeah, that would be three straight conference losses, and that would be time for a panic for me to hit the panic button. So yeah, if they want to, they're gonna have to really win a lot of these games. And they're going to have to beat Arizona in Arizona, probably. Or they could beat them at home. Uh, that's what I meant. They're going to have to beat Arizona one of two times. Correct. Um, I For ASU moving forward, though, again, it starts this Saturday. We will all be there. Yay. Shout out to us. Well, Shout out to us. <laughs> Let's not be self-centered about it. <laughs> we will. All three of us will be there. We will do a post-game podcast um, on the court. Which yeah. will be exciting. Our first one since uh, football season uh, on site. Correct. Yes, that will be the first one since football season. Unless you count Mitch and I's little uh, stand-up after the game. Did a little stand-up after Sam Houston. Eh, it's not a few... podcast. Didn't get Whoa. posted. Uh, it, but it's still stand-up. I'm proud of you guys. I did a stand-up at the uh, hey. at the Jerry Colangelo Classic Hoop Fest Jam. That was a game that ASU could have uh, used. <laughs> I, do you, do you, Jerry Colangelo Do you know Hall the joke behind series. this? <laughs> no, there's I don't a, know why it, you're it, tripping it, on your words. No, because there's jam, he, fest, challenge, oh, yeah. classic. Everybody has a name series. for something, right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always a name for something. Tournament. Can we? Can we? Uh, preseason NIT is my favorite. <laughs> can we? Can we shout out our boy uh, Doug Tamaro, SID for uh, ASU? He uh, received Doug. He received the Katha Quinn Award, which is awarded by the United States Basketball Writers Association, and in honor of the service to the media, and Doug is the recipient for this year. I thought that was a really cool honor for Dougie, who's been just awesome, I know, yeah. to me personally, and I great, know you too, Jesse. Great help. Um, one of the most uh, easy to communicate with uh, sports information directors, PR people that you have to deal with. So big shout-out to him, and congrats on the award. This is from Doug uh he texted me this after I congratulated him. That award is named after a stud in our business, so it is pretty awesome. So really oh. cool for, for Doug to Love that. have that award and for it to be named after, quote, a stud in their business. Doug Tamaro. Love that guy. He's a stud in his own right. I will say that. That guy is a walking legend of our time. Uh, football. That was my crappy role. We're always uh, talking about football. Uh, this is mostly a football podcast just because of how long football takes up, you know, with the off season and the season in general. The off season starts right away in football, pretty much. And it's starting a little later for Arizona. Oopsie, because they're going to have to try and do some damage control now that the fisherman is off to Washington. Yeah, and I know this is going to be an unpopular take from for ASU people um, and you know I, I it's just Jedfish really screwed over Arizona <laughs> it's really bad like you don't want this for any fan base we all know U of A people that we that we admittedly like um, and <laughs> they're really hurt this week and you just don't want this to to happen really to anybody and I, I know it's a good thing for ASU it really is a good thing for ASU's football program but I do feel a little bit sorry for the U of A fans because 
again, we were doing this Jim Rome impersonation a few weeks ago on Jim Rome's show. Jed Fish was so committed to Tucson, and then he just dips for Washington right away. And that's just it's just spineless. Just don't say that you're that committed. Say you love being here and you love the direction of the program, but don't say a defi- like don't be as definitive as he was. It was just just not good. I, I, I it makes me feel icky. And you can blame uh, Nick Saban if you're a U of A fan because yeah. literally, literally Nick Saban retired. Kalen DeBoer took that job. Jed Fish takes Arizona, and now San Jose. And it all leads to San Jose State fans getting pissed because now their head coach is at U of A. Nick Saban led to a group of five Mountain West school getting pissed. <laughs> Wild. It's it's crazy how dominoes uh, fall in college sports nowadays. Um, I'm curious. I want to throw this out to you guys because, of course, we're an ASU podcast, and as much Correct. as we, as much as you know, as alums, we love seeing a sort of U of A related downfall or start over per se. Yeah. Um, now, I would like, to, I would like to say, to clarify that like, this is really good for ASU's program yes, heading into the new, new uh, conference because it was that U of A is heading into the new conference and they can take this right away. Which, Not anymore. Which, you know what it was, was that? that they were possibly going to be a college football playoff contender. Yup. Not anymore. Which is Might act- make a bowl game. Which is actually something that I'm curious with you guys about as we explore the ASU side of it. Does ASU now become a bit more of a, not necessarily the favorite, but a more likable team in terms of their success when the Big 12 season begins next year? Knowing that, granted, we don't know what's going to be happening with some of the key U of A players, but like for ASU, they've had an awesome transfer season. They're retaining their head coach. Yeah, having no AD or no permanent AD currently might be a detriment, but I see no reason as to why this team can't be a top competitor in the Big 12, especially with what's happened around them in next season. I just need to see them uh, prove it, as Wolf likes to say. We can talk about all of these players that they've brought in and what they could do and but but we got to see them be better than three and nine. They, they're six and eighteen over the past two years, so we we got to see better from them. But I do think just moving forward, they're in a better spot than U of A because I do think and I'm hesitant to say this, hmm. but I do think that Kenny Dillingham is super committed to ASU. I think this is his dream job. I don't really think he wants to go anywhere else he loves living here he's from here he grew up an asu fan now we are seeing that jim harbaugh is considering going back to the nfl and he is the biggest michigan man that you've ever met or ever seen i've never met him uh but (laughs) but but, is that like the only scenario that you see kenny dillingham leaving if the nfl comes calling like would that be the only scenario i think so and i also think he would want to get to a point where like Michigan is, I don't know if necessarily winning the national championship is a possibility, but like a deep run in the playoff, uh, kind of like TCU as TCU or what Washington just did. I think that that could end up being a end up happening, but I think you've got a solid like decade left of Kenny Dillingham at Arizona state at least. 
Because I hope. think this is his dream job. Also, I mean, he could he could just end up retiring young and like being an analyst or something because he has plenty of time to coach ASU, build the program, hand it off to somebody who he trusts, and then you know go live his life. So that that is something that I could see happening as well. But I really don't see a Chad Fish situation with Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State. And but to what um, Dan Bickley said the other day, you just never know with these coaches. You really don't. You never know. They say one thing and they mean another. But I, I mean, like this is a weird circumstance. In not weird, weird is the wrong word, but uh, interesting circumstance in which Kenny Dillingham literally loves it here. He's from here, and it's his dream job. For Jed Fish, it wasn't that. And again, you brought up the Harbaugh thing. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I I like having Kenny Dillingham here. He's done a great job so far in this transfer portal. And back to your question, Mitch, when you talked about is ASU kind of a favorite in the Big 12? They could be. I think it's also a wait-and-see thing. And it's uh, they have the talent now. Mm-hmm. Go do it. They have a young quarterback room, too. So they have the experience factor is going to carry with them as they spend more years in the Big 12 because they have a younger roster in terms of the core pieces that are going to be a part of this ASU team going forward. And I truly just think that, I I know you never know with these guys, but I truly think that Kenny is a good person. Like, just when we've had him on our podcast before we've... uh, you know, actually started the interview, just like shooting the bleep with him is pretty good. Like I've, I've enjoyed that. Um, he's really patient with us when we've had to like have, when we've had like a little bit of technical st- issues or whatever, setting up the cameras and everything that we've got to do uh, at, behind on, the scenes. On this, really? Yeah. Behind the scenes really stuff. My stuff. Here's out the there. curtain. Thanks. Let me just pull. Yeah. I'm pulling back. The, there is that actual curtain back there. If you want to pull it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but no, yeah. You can like, also watch this podcast on the Arizona Sports YouTube channel. That's yeah, and if that. you if you want if you're done watching this one, go watch our interview with Kenny Dillingham, where you know it was a great interview. I really liked what he had to say. So uh, you know, if you, if you want to go do that, and then watch him on Burns and Gambo as well. But anyway, um, yeah, I just I think he's a good person, and I just don't see him doing something like this. Uh, hockey, real quick, we got to run through this. Uh, hockey, they moved down to number 16 in the country after getting swept by Cornell. Outscored 7-3 to three in two games. They lost in overtime to Cornell in the first one. Just an awful, awful uh, weekend. Uh, Worst-case scenario weekend for ASU against Cornell. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, I did not... I was there. I covered the second game of that series. Um, really not impressed with... What I saw on Saturday, it was one of the I've been to a good amount of ASU hockey games this year, just as a fan, just watching. Um, And this was the first one I'd gone to as a media member. And it just was just didn't look like the same team. I think it was just a weird weekend for them. I don't think it's something that we can uh, carry forward and say, oh, this team's going to going to fall back and not be a tournament team. Um, but yeah, they can't have performances like that. I just, I felt like there was not enough energy, not enough early in the game for them to not enough oomph, not enough oomph from the team mm-hmm. early in the game, and it, it it did not lead to good things. It was kind of how I felt when a little bit 
when the Coyotes lost to the Flames last week, like six to two, it just came out and just started scoring it's goals. It's that oh my gosh into oh my gosh into yeah. oh my gosh into oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So they host Augustina, South Dakota this weekend at Mullet Arena. Augustana, fine. Okay. <laughs> Christina Aguilera. I was like, we're we talking about uh, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> um, head out a bottle. Support the hockey team. They need your help as they continue to make that push toward the NCAA tournament and hopefully make it to the Frozen Four. I just like saying Frozen Four. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's a fun way to say four. Yeah. You know, it's Frozen, frozen Four. It's, um, it's, it's better than the Final Four, to tell you the truth, because Final Four is just Final Four teams. This is Frozen Four, which is like cooler. I don't know. Women's basketball. They hung around with Oregon for a little bit, lost sixty-five to fifty-three, and then they got blown out by Oregon State ninety-two to fifty-five. Yeah, uh, really not a good performance by ASU. Um, it really in in Pac-12 play so far, they have yet to score sixty points in a Pac-12 oh. contest. It's it's rough. It is, and I thought they were better offensively this season. Those women's basketball team. But absolutely not. They really miss Ty. I was going to say, is they the do. loss of Ty setting in at this I, point? I think so. But again, last year with Ty, they only won one conference game. So I again, but I'm, like I, they're more talented this year. So if they had that true point guard, sure, it help. sure, that is true. And I, again, I would. And their their injuries are are coming into factor. Yeah. Again, but just going down the list of games, the guy coming up here, Washington schools this weekend. Yeah, Stanford, oh, yeah. coming up pretty pretty soon. Tara ain't gonna be losing to that team, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's just uh, overall, I'm I'm searching for where that win is gonna be. It's kind of like when we talk about foot, we talked about football earlier in the mm-hmm. football season. Is like when is that next win going to happen for them? Yeah. Um. Shout out Jeff Munn. He's probably listening to this on his way up to Washington right now, starting out flying to Spokane and then heading up to Seattle after uh, after Pullman. So shout out Jeff Munn. Hopefully, Get some coffee money. Yeah, hopefully he has a good time out there. Do not – please be careful, Jeff. There's a lot of ice out there. He had a poor weekend. I hope he's okay. <laughs> Um, around ASU, let's go real quick. Gymnastics, Southern Utah University, uh, in the tri meet, Jesse. Tri meet in Cedar City Friday at seven. Yeah, we'll face Southern Utah and Utah State. Do you just want me to keep going? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It's, a, it's a long weekend. Wrestling, ahead. they're facing the Little Rock Trojans in Arkansas Friday at six p.m. Then they face Pitt in Pittsburgh at noon on Sunday. Swim and dive. They're going to be at Stanford uh, on Friday and then at Cal on Saturday. So they they swim at Stanford at 3 and then Cal at 12.30 the next day. That's that's a brutal turnaround. It's a bunch of ranked groups, too. Like, I think the men's team for ASU is ranked 1 right now, and the women's team is in the top 25 as well. Yeah. But Stanford and Cal, both their men's and women's squads, are also in the top 25. So it's going to be a... A hellish weekend, uh, pardon my verb. Men's and women's tennis have matchups uh, this weekend with Baylor and for the men and Fresno State for the women. Uh, water polo is getting going. Uh, they host the ASU Cross-Conference Challenge Saturday and Sunday. Cal Lutheran, uh, Wagner, Loyola, Marymount, and Salem. I think that's 
I wonder if they're a D1. Uh, tra- <laughs> track and field, uh, there's, they're going to be on Saturday at the Ted Nelson Invitational. Um, women's golf, uh, next Monday, they're going to be at Gold Canyon for the match in the desert. And shout out Rashad White. And Chase Lucas. And Chase Lucas, who are going to be moving on to they both face play. each other yes. in the next round of the NFL playoffs in the divisional round as the Bucks. It was kind of the Rashad White show on Monday. And then And then oh. obviously Brandon Ayuk still playing for the 49ers. They host the Packers yep. this weekend as well. Yep, most probably the most prominent. League Devils. Best yep. of luck to our ASU boys. That's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. You can follow us on X, Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. We have Threads. At AZ Sports Devils on every single one of those platforms. We make it easy for you. Again, you can watch us on YouTube if you feel like you're Look left out right now. Look, Look at the hey, cool screen. We have a cool screen right now. Please go over to YouTube <laughs> and subscribe to the Arizona Sports YouTube channel. We do almost every episode on video as well wherever you get your podcast please subscribe and download our podcast we would really appreciate five stars or Uh, at least four for you mitch rate five (laughs) i'm just just teasing if you if you rate rate five stars come on we we're fun right kind of that's gonna do it once again thank you so much for listening for jesse morrison and mitch reldis i'm jeremy schnell we'll talk to you on saturday